Welcome to Show Don't Tell, a podcast by Telscreen's team of Wes Harris and Kent Harris, sharing their stories of being in the eye care industry in their unique, honey style with facilitator Christy. Welcome everybody to this episode of Show Don't, Don't Tell with the brothers Kent Harris and Wes Harris. I have them in front of me. Uh, we've been working diligently on all of the marketing stuff around here, and there's been a lot of activity in the telescreen world. That's why we took a month or two maybe off. Um, so sorry for the like delay in an episode. However, there's been a lot, again, there's been stuff going on. So well, let's get right to it because, Wes, where in the world have you been? Well, July, I got to go to the Colorado Vision Summit, which was, uh, it usually alternates between, I think their summer meeting alternates between Denver and someplace in the Rockies. Uh, this year was in Snowmass at an elevation of 8,627 feet. Unfortunately, the ski slopes were closed. Now, fortunately, the ski slopes were closed. <laughs> My knees don't ski anymore. <laughs> but uh, No, not by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've already spent too much time here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's highly contagious. We'll hear more about that later. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Colorado Vision Summit, uh, the experts say it takes about three days to acclimate to altitude. And the uh, Viewline Resort is a fabulous resort. Um, I was on the sixth floor, and from the ground level, there are 54 external stairs that get up to the fourth level where you can then walk in and take an elevator, unless you want to take the one elevator and then walk the third floor and take another elevator, et cetera. So the first day, 54 steps, I did make it to the top eventually, and then I had to grab trousers and just hang out for a minute and... Uh, you know, seriously. four steps. No, no chairlift? What? Kind <laughs> <laughs> of what I'm thinking. Well, there's a chairlift up the slopes. There's a chairlift down to the village. I'm but, thinking uh, 54 steps. They could easily have put in a chairlift <laughs> from the parking <laughs> lot to the rest right. to the hotel. Yeah, th this was from the front circle up, up to uh, the, the wing where I was staying. So, uh, yeah, I was very winded the first day. I didn't realize uh, the difference between Louisville at about 800 feet, 600 feet, somewhere in there and uh, 8,600 feet, that's... Uh, it's, it's, it's noticeable. Yeah. By the third day, however, I could make it to the, stop of the top of the stairs and only have to stop briefly to catch my breath instead of leaning over and wheezing and looking like I was about to keel over. So um, I guess in some sense I did acclimate. But uh, uh, anyway, great, uh, great venue. Uh, of course, Colorado was still celebrating because on June 7th they got their scope expansion law signed by the governor. So that allows minor surgical procedures and laser procedures uh, to be performed by uh, trained and certified optometrists in Colorado. So we had uh, an advanced procedure course in addition to the regular continuing education track there. And uh, several, I think about uh, 28 more doctors got uh, laser certification uh, from the NSU Oklahoma College of Optometry faculty. So that was a, that was a high point. Was uh, seeing the excitement in the room as uh, they're now allowed to practice to the highest extent of their training. Nice. Congratulations, Colorado. And of course, uh, you know, uh, it's only 1,337 miles from Louisville to Snowmass, which is only you know, two-day drivable for us. So, uh, Which, by the way, before I came in the office, I totally took a video of the van. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because we talk on, you know, regular basis about that whole hail-dented van thing out there. <laughs> and I'm sure at some point people just don't believe you unless they see it. So I, I took some videos. So be on the lookout for uh, the social media the, for that. The red hail-dented Pat van? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's the oldest one in the fleet. That's the vintage. And that then... No, no, vintage. no, no, the black van might... No, 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 the black and white is a 2009. Oh, you're yeah. right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Modern then, with only 328,000 miles on it. Right. And then the, the silver is the, quote, new one that only has 131,000 on oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's a baby. Yeah. Um, is, in fact, on this trip, as I was uh, crossing from Indiana, uh, into Indiana from Louisville, um, I heard a little bit of a flapping noise, like like the edge of a sail, um, oh. you know, luffing in the wind. And, um, and it, it, it buzzed a little bit, and I was getting ready to pull over to the next rest area and get out and see what was going on, and, and it stopped. And uh, when I got to the rest area and looked, well, it's because the flap was gone. The <laughs> it was a plastic <laughs> door trim piece that apparently wasn't oh. secured that well. So uh, anyway, start broken into, right? Didn't maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a question about whether somebody tried to uh, um, you know, squeeze a, a wire through the door and get to the unlock and you know, well, break well, in. So yeah. Anyway, so start the trip with losing a piece of the van, which I guess improves gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, but uh, coming down the mountain was fun. Uh, I was averaging over 25 miles per gallon in a van full of equipment. So, uh, you know, downhill from Snowmass to uh, Kansas. Um, and I, I tend to, I, I get to be an engineer and optimize these things. And I had my fuel stops all planned out. Why going, am I not surprised? <laughs> go, going from Costco to Costco. <laughs> And, uh, and you know, some places you don't have the Costco density that you need, mm -hmm. so you're going to have to stop somewhere else. So I had a couple options. But uh, coming down into Colorado, I'm looking at the, um, at the distance to empty. You know that the trip computers will uh -huh. tell you how many miles you've gone and an estimate of how many miles until your tank's going to be empty. And I'm tracking this thing and figuring out, am I going to stop you know, in Colby or am I going to stop somewhere else? And I'm looking at it. And then the van dings, and the DTE goes from approximately 30-some miles to low fuel. And I'm thinking, I got about 28 to go. Would that be pushing it too far? Uh, well. Well, yes, it would. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. I, so I did stop for gas, and I put $83 worth of gas in that thing. Dang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20.4 gallons. So I was probably good for about 15 more gallons, probably not 30. 15 more 15 miles. More miles 15 yeah. more miles. 15 more miles. So anyway, I did avoid running out of gas in Kansas, which, you know, when it's 103 degrees, that's a good thing to avoid. I can't, because Kansas doesn't have much. Doesn't have much. You can just end the sentence right there. I <laughs> <laughs> trying to look for it. Well, they have a national championship in basketball from last year. They, sure. they do have that. But I mean, like but on the roadways, <laughs> like yeah. it's what my understanding, it's pretty flat. And well, just you know, people think of Kansas as flat, and it's interesting. It is fairly flat. But uh, what I learned on this trip from my GPS is the elevation outside of Kansas City, about 900 feet. The elevation at the Colorado border, about 3,900 feet. 
So you're constantly going up in Kansas. It, it's uphill all the way uphill in Kansas. All the way from Missouri to Colorado. And both it's, both ways. No, no, it's downhill <laughs> all the way from. <laughs> from, <laughs> uh, from in Colorado my to day, we had to walk story. uphill that both ways. That would be ways. a cat story right there. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, anyway, survived the four days in the car and the four days at altitude. Uh, but it, yeah, it did take a little little bit of a, a bite out of productivity. Um, the uh, altitude rules for for a guy like me: uh, 96 ounces of water minimum, 128 preferred. Um, no alcohol, no caffeine, and easy on the sugar, which is another stress when you're at altitude. So, um, the trout was fabulous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I don't. I don't remember all of that stuff when I went to Colorado. We were at Aspen. Again, this has been like probably 2007, eight, back in my old corporate days. We traveled there. I don't remember those rules. I'm pretty sure there was plenty of alcohol oh. and lots of sugar to go around. Other people were having alcohol. I'm just saying my... <laughs> oh, for, oh yeah. Wes's rules. Yeah, Got so it. that I don't get the altitude headache and gotcha. you know, have to chew the Tylenol continuously. Yeah, um, no, we... That wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> they were different times. There were different times. So, so anyway, that's where I've been. So where are you going next? Because I, I know what the calendar looks like, and it's always busy. Now, some things we can't say out loud. Well, next I'm going to an undisclosed location. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint, though. It's within driving distance of Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is not California, but any other states pretty much on the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> not Alaska. I looked at that. It's about a week to drive to Alaska. Um, Although, technically, that's driving distance. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't choose it unless I had a co-pilot and, you know, a chase vehicle and some spare tires uh-huh. and an axle. I'm and pretty then. sure in our scheduling algorithm, that's on the way to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> There's no ferry, though. It's not like you can actually, you know. Anyway. But, yes, it, in August, we have another advanced procedures course in another state that's uh, pursuing uh, similar scope expansion permission from their legislature and you'd then, think there wouldn't be a big thing against mouthwash i mean i don't understand oh jeez <laughs> kill me now <laughs> if y'all don't get it rewind that and listen to it one more time because sometimes that's what it takes we can't because i or just wait he'll explain it to you <laughs> yeah would, and then you miss the whole look on my face that I give him every once in a while when I read those that out there, and I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But after that, then in September, we will make our annual pilgrimage to Las Vegas for Vision Expo West. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time. We, we tend to play a few cards when we get to Vegas. Uh, not blackjack, you lose money there. But uh, oh wait, you have this ongoing game, don't you, with some little old ladies somewhere? Did we <laughs> talk about this before? Yes, we're, we're <laughs> looking for the the rematch for the embattled brothers versus the oxygen sisters. <laughs> uh, we have a good time at the bridge table. Uh, your your time commitment is about three three and a half hours. Your your loss is fixed at whatever the table fees are, usually ten twelve bucks or something, and uh, you have. Uh, Endless opportunities to get your clock cleaned by little ladies on oxygen who have been playing this game a lot longer than I've been alive. Uh-huh. And some of them with eye conditions that they can't even see the cards anymore, but, but they just play ruthless. by memory. And they're, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're very good. <laughs> so, so that's one of the highlights of our Vegas trip after the uh, hoopla of the show floor is over and all the boxes have been packed and taped and shipped back. So, 
uh, we enjoy that as our celebration of uh, the end of another successful Vision Expo West. So Vision Expo West, you guys, it, they didn't have it in 2020, right? Right. Um, 21, you went. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting everything to be like bigger, better, better than ever? Well, I think it's going to come down to which variants and how many places you're in community spread, red alert levels, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, Louisville, we're back to masks again for schools because Jefferson County's in the red. Uh, so I think Vegas may be similar in terms of what's the community spread status in Vegas. Um, that's. Uh, we, yeah, we wish we could just make it go away, but it's the reality we have to live with now is, okay, what's the status of your destination and uh, how much going out are you going to do versus... Uh, well, what are airlines doing now? Because they haven't gone back to mandating masks on flights, or have they? Do you know? I drove to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. You missed that. You missed that whole part, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I know how fast you drive. You were flying. <laughs> uh. And if the guy who controls the dollars for marketing would just, you know, give me a little more budget, I would actually be in a vehicle that had <laughs> wings instead of wheels. <laughs> um, I would, I would always advise people in this state of travel that we're in, just take a mask in case, because mm-hmm. you know, those kind of rules with TSA airlines, each airline can be different. Your yeah. airport itself can be different. And just subject to change one. while you're gone. Yes. Yeah, everything can change in a, in a moment. Yeah. So just take one mm-hmm. so you have it in case. Yeah. And our hand sanitizer and our wipes mm-hmm. and all those things as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll be packing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always better, you know, be prepared. Didn't, didn't somebody just table an Eagle Scout or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a son who's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> I'm not an Eagle Scout, but I know one who is. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be ready for it. But, uh, yeah, I... I'm hoping it's closer to back to normal. Now, are, do you have anything, like, ready? Something cool for Vision Expo West? Hey, Kent, what's new? Absolutely nothing. Nothing's new. Nothing to see here. Don't look this way. We will have a surprise release when it's ready. Well, what about that camera in the other room? Oh, you mean the gold camera that we're introducing in September at Vision Expo West? The one you won't tell us anything about till it's done? <laughs> yeah, it's coming along. Because <laughs> I saw, after you left, Chris showed me a demo. <laughs> well, of course he did. He was bucking for a raise. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I picture, okay, whenever you guys have new developments going on, because we've been kind of skirting around this issue with marketing and stuff, and I've, I'm not allowed to do anything yet because it's all top secret. And so I just em- envision... You know the the mad scientist look and the whole off limits signage everywhere around here and don't come near and like the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> like all of that stuff. That's is ironic happening. you say that. I just went to Derby Dinner's Wizard of Oz. It was brilliant, <laughs> brilliant production, amazing. But yes, so uh, yes, it's ongoing. Uh, the research is coming along and very pleased so far. Um, you know, I think the percentages are looking good, but, you know, my first rule is the software can't crash. So, that, you know, that's number one. Number two, the image quality's got to be good enough. The frame rate's got to be good enough. And technically, it's got to be something that I'm not going to be unhappy that my name is associated with it. 
True. Because, you know, my humor isn't enough to lift the quality <laughs> of my reputation. <laughs> so I have to do some product development to try and have a saving grace. Yeah, we, we actually have to make good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you wonder why our products are so good, it's because my humor is so bad and I got to average out. <laughs> so. Well, and I know that you guys have been talking about this because um, you're real big on all kinds of things, you know, the education to make sure that your your doctors, your clients, it's easy for them to use so that their patients will actually see the difference and do what they're told to do by the doctors. We've talked about that before here. And I know that you guys are real, like, passionate about customer service and quality. And you're not going to release something until you know it fits that criteria for yeah. them more than just throwing something out and saying, we heard you yeah. needed this, see well, if it the, works. Well, the key challenge for the gold system is actually price because we've always been about let's make the best that we can make. And we're getting you know a lot of information back that says that's great, but I really can't pay that. And so we're trying to have something that's much better than everything that's out there at that price point. That fits a smaller budget, fits maybe. A, yeah, that fits a smaller budget and that can still get do a decent job and do what they need to do. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. The anterior segment uh, reimbursement, uh, CPT 92285, uh, prior to 2009 was 40 to $45. And in 2009, January, uh, which just after a lot of people went out and bought OCTs, uh, reimbursements on a lot of things were cut. Anterior segment imaging went from mid 40s to about $18. Mm. Um, OCT got cut by 70%, which hurt a lot of people who had OCTs on lease and were thinking, well, I can afford the lease payment because my reimbursement's going to be this. And instead it was dropped to that. And of course, a lot of people were, were unhappy and right. you know, obviously struggling because their business decision was made in one environment and then the environment changed when the calendar flipped. So we've uh, become much more sensitive to you know, our best system, nearly $20,000, yeah, it's fabulous, uh, but not everybody will choose that. And so what can we do to have a lineup that gives everyone a choice? So our goal is the chance to come in with something that's pretty good. It's got to be good enough that we're happy to release it with the telescreen name on it, uh, but also budget-friendly and shooting for that uh, price point. And good enough also has to mean, I mean, a, a real simple metric of product quality, how many phone calls am I going to get tomorrow if I sold 100 units today? And, you know, the answer better be no more than about 1%. <laughs> uh, you can handle five phone calls. Okay, today. maybe, but, <laughs> but, the, but, but the point is, you know, when we sell 1,000 of these, I don't want to be on the phone nonstop and having to hire support people and having to, you know, spend a bunch of effort doing support instead of development because that's that use well, of engineering resources. Well, but you guys also do training on the front end whenever somebody gets any of your... I'm, I'm talking about uh, support calls in the terms of something's broken, oh, something's not working. Troubleshooting. The training support. will happen if, you know, the training happens when when you get the product and you're, you're shown how to use it. If you need any refreshing on training, that's short term. That's, you know, the first month that someone owns the product, once their techs and the doctors have had a chance to use it, that happens once and it's done. But something breaking, if that's going to break and now it's everything's, you know, if things are always going to break because there's a flaw or a weakness in the product, I don't want that call coming in. I can't afford that. I've got to address that up front in the mm -hmm. design. So. And that's why we don't know what this is yet. <laughs> <laughs> How, I mean, do you, are we, are you at least 
thinking you might be on track for Vision Expo, Wes? Much better. Uh, I'd gave, given Wes an estimate uh, really two weeks ago. I said I was about 40%, and today I think I'm about 60 to 65%. So uh, in terms of probability of being able to show it at the show. And uh, so we just keep trying to get through the testing and see if we can get to 100%. Nice. Well, you know my response. Show, don't tell. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> so for all you listeners out there that are going to Vision Expo West, make sure you catch Kent, or actually message him ahead of time. Let's remind him, like, are we at 100%? So we got something we really <laughs> want to see. Are you bringing it? Are you bringing it, Kent? Um, I'm bringing it. <laughs> monster, monster, monster trucks. To booth F10054. <laughs> Awesome. Anything else we want to cover? Do we need to, you know, notify anybody that, you know, are we going to write a book one of these days and just include, like, Kent's puns? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not unless we want that, it to sell. That was fast. <laughs> so, actually, one of my uh, Taekwondo buddies, she sent me a, a photo of a bookshelf that said famous dad puns, and she mm-hmm. thought about getting it for me, and then she realized that she had to check to see if I wrote it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. You could probably do a haiku puns, puns of haikus, haiku level. I don't know. Mm. Never mind. I'm just brainstorming I, and it's I, going nowhere. It's hard nowhere. for me to count the syllables when I'm doing that. <laughs> I don't I always get fouled up. Wait, is it 17? 575? Five. <laughs> <laughs> what about 476? Is that allowed in your haiku or does it have to be the classical 575? You know. I'm pretty sure with poetry, you just make up your own rules. <laughs> but... If you do, it's not haiku. Well, it doesn't have to be haiku, <laughs> but it can be like the only haiku pun I kn- poetry. The only haiku I know is what the bird did on the top of my pine tree. Haiku, Goo. Oh my God! See, it's awful. It. <laughs> and yes, he'll keep explaining until you grimace. <laughs> it just—I oh was thinking because I got a new pole saw this weekend to do some tree trimming, and so that's what brought that out. So sorry. Um. <laughs> Got to cut that from the recording. That's a chainsaw on the end of a pole, for those of you who don't know what a pole saw is. <laughs> it's not a saw for sawing poles. It's a saw on a pole. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> he came, he saw, he conquered. That's right. Um, and so, actually, we do have a new segment for Show Don't Tell, and we'll get to that. Starting a new segment on Show Don't Tell, we have Tales from the Front Desk featuring Kaylin Harris. Kaylin is a recent graduate of the University of Kentucky. And what's your next plan, Kaylin? Well, it's a little up in the air, but the goal is to get my master's in library science. And before you start that, you decided maybe a gap year would be nice? Oh, yeah. If I had to write one more essay, I think my brain would have come pouring out of my ears. And it's almost like a test run for adulthood. (laughs) (laughs) You've still got the graduate school final buffer before you have to be a real adult. Exactly. But this is the the one-year practice run. So what did you decide to do during your gap year? Well, during my gap year, I saw a wonderful job offer at an ophthalmology office. And so I'm working as an administrative specialist, which I think is one of the more creative applications of my English degree. Interesting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that uh, that your English that you would have had to dig 
dug deep into your English reservoir to handle uh, administrative specialties? I didn't either, but a lot of it is about knowing how to communicate with people, but also identify what communication issues they may be having. So in that case, a lot of English focuses on not only reading well, but writing well. And a lot of that is knowing how to deconstruct an argument or even just a conversation between two sources. Does that also include, like, face-to-face conversations with people? Sometimes it does. A lot of our conversations happen over the phone. The phone is a constant at our office. So a lot of the time it's reading chart notes, reading notes from other people in the practice to try and figure out the trail of communication. And that often lends clarity and thinking, okay, well, how do I translate all this medical jargon to the patient in a way they will understand? So you, you get to be a, a communication specialist in essence, it sounds like. I'm basically the uhura of the office, except so. there's more so, so how did that cryptography? How did that cryptography degree go with that? It sounds like you needed cryptography. <laughs> and I'm sure at this point, like, how long have you been doing this now? A couple months now. Oh, that's plenty of time to get a few good stories in, isn't it? So I've got more than a few. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about TB Man. I've oh. This it's, That's it's, a good one. It had to be it, it's maybe not, my second or third day on the job. It's not Tom Brady, is it? No. I wish. That would be fun. That would have been fun, but that sounds disappointing that it's not. <laughs> so. No. No, uh, TB man actually stands for tuberculosis man. Okay. It was, it was maybe my second or third day on the job, and I've just gotten comfortable answering the phone solo, you know, rattling off the spiel, thank you for calling, this is so-and-so, how can I help you? And uh, right away, this patient says, well, I got some tests done at your office, and can you make the infections guy call me faster? And I'm like, pause. Can I get your name and birthday? (laughs) Pull up this chart, and he says, yeah, I have tuberculosis. Like, oh, okay. And it's out through his chart. Yeah, he's been to see his primary care physician in the infectious disease specialists were called. It looks like he's just waiting on a phone call, although I'm wondering, what in the world can I do? I'm just an ophthalmologist administrative specialist, you know? Um, but he keeps he keeps asking questions, and he says, well, I don't know about this, but is it contagious? <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, that would be a hard yes. <laughs> and I just, at this point, as soon as I said tuberculosis, all of my coworkers have turned around in their chairs in the brief moments where the phone is not ringing and they're just looking at me and mouthing tuberculosis what kind of phone call have i picked up (laughs) it might be contagious (laughs) yeah yeah and he he of course is like is there anything i can take for it like what do i need to do because i've got an appointment with my urologist i'm like let's hold on there a second just because i want to answer his questions but also i really don't want to hear about his urologist (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm hastily Googling tuberculosis treatment, like, what does it mean, how many cases, how severe can it be? So I break it down for him on the fly that, yes, it's extremely contagious. If anyone is living with him, they need to obviously get tested and then leave to make sure they don't have active tuberculosis either. 
and that he should quarantine until the infectious disease specialist calls him. And I do note in his chart, it has been one day since he got the test results back. And, uh, <laughs> one thing that will, I think, become apparent through any stories or any future segment is that medicine does not move quickly. <laughs> wow. That so did he go see his urologist the next day? He did not. I <laughs> told him, hey, your urologist will wait to see you. Please don't go anywhere. Treat it like a COVID quarantine and lockdown, essentially. And that seemed to get through to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, first of all, good for you. Um, second of all, uh, thanks to Google. <laughs> <laughs> i try, trying to go back to back in my day whenever I had to be that person on the front line and there was no Google. Like, mm-hmm. so that's how old I am. And you're getting asked all those questions. It sounds like you have a great sense of calm under pressure. So congratulations. No. What did your coworkers say after that call? Oh, after that, they wanted all the details, which I heavily gave. We, <laughs> another thing about uh, doctor's offices is that we run on gossip. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I explained, and they were like, oh, yeah, I remember ordering that test. Um, and we, we just put an alert in the chart, like, hey, patient calls again, here's what we can do for them. But unfortunately, we just have to wait for the infectious disease division to get back to them. I want to know, did the urologist office send you any flowers or anything for keeping <laughs> them <laughs> tuberculosis free for at least one more day? Oh. <laughs> if, if we got any flowers, I didn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Kaylin, for sharing one of your uh, first week experiences. It's uh, always interesting to hear what goes on behind the scenes at a doctor's office. And uh, I know you have more stories, so uh, we will catch you again next time. All right. Well, thank you for having me on Show Don't Tell. It was nice to hear from you again, Christy, and I will see you all at a later date. Absolutely. Enjoy. Thanks, Kaylin. Right, bye. Bye. Okay, so last last remarks. See us at Vision Expo West. It should be a good time whether I see Cliffhanger. Will he finish this product? Will he make the deadline? Or will he be strung up like a... <laughs> Pole saw. <laughs> <laughs> be hung up on the end of his pole saw. Right. <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening to Show so, Don't, don't tell. tell. Uh, for more information on any of the things that we've talked about here, please visit us at www.tellscreen.com. That's right. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you again on the next episode.